This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome back to episode two of Talking Hockey. Uh, we we're going to introduce ourselves this time because I know that was uh, completely problematic, problematic last time. <laughs> and next episode, we will have way better quality audio. Um, trust us on that. But yeah. it's I, take, it takes a little bit of time to get here. Uh, we didn't order it with Amazon Prime. Yeah. It's good. You're hilarious. Yeah, you're so funny. <laughs> All right. After that. So the, the guy doing the intro that doesn't know a lot about hockey, according <laughs> to you guys, is Luke. Hi, my name's Ty. I like the Leafs, and... Yeah, Ty's the Leafs homer here, who only knows the Leafs, apparently. And hates Zach Cassian. And hates Zach Cassian, according to... That goes without saying, you don't give a shit about Zach Cassian. You Um, like his new contract? We'll get there. And then, uh, I'm Eric, and, uh, I'm the guy that knows hockey, apparently, according to all you guys. He doesn't. I... Eric knows nothing. All he does, you know, what he does, he pulls up uh, the graphs on fucking charting... Evolving hockey. hockey. Come on, get the and, website oh, right. Evolving hockey, and he pulls up the <laughs> fucking heat maps from that other guy and jerks off to them. <laughs> Good start. Okay. Yeah. Eric is the one that runs the account, so he should know the most about hockey. If he didn't, then that's just kind of embarrassing. Yeah, and all Luke does is just uh, come here with his equipment because that's all he's good for. Yeah, okay. thank you. Now that we that. insulted each other. Now, yeah, now that we have finished roasting each other, welcome to the show. Uh, things we're going to talk about are the All-Star Game, the NHL participation in the Olympics, our mid-season playoff predictions, and then lastly, we're going to close off with fan questions and comments as well as um, some Bell Let's Talk since that's today. Uh, and super mental important. health is super important in hockey in the NHL, as we've seen this year. <laughs> so, um, the All-Star Game. Who of us watched it? Uh, I think it was on in the background when we were chilling at my house on Saturday. And yeah. I think, and, I think, uh, I think, I think like, we were watching the finals, and then you were, just, you were just like, I'm tired, I want to go home. Yeah, I think we were playing, we were playing Chell. And then we turned on the, the final game, and I'm like, why, do, is this, why does anyone watch this? I, I kind of forgot it existed. I didn't yeah. even bother turning it on. I was just like, I just didn't, don't care at all. There Did, was... I, and you know what? I know the honest thing is the players didn't fucking care either. Dude, like was... honestly, I watched the highlights with the women's game, and they looked like the only ones actually trying when they were uh, doing their three on three. Yeah, they were like trying to kill each other. Kind yeah, of because they're trying to show that yeah. women's hockey is. And it was actually legit. pretty good. Yeah, they're trying to just prove that uh, they belong. Yeah, no, but I, mean, I, I don't want to be sexist. Sorry, <laughs> they do. Well, belong. they're not. They, yeah, it's just about them. They want to show that they belong because everyone in the hockey world doesn't yeah. think so. Right? To market them, they're, they're leaving. And was actually, I think that was actually really good, like marketing. Uh, yeah, like, chance by the NHL. Like I always, as you guys know, I should talk the NHL all the time when it comes to their marketing. But mm-hmm. that was actually 
one of the few things that they did well yeah. this year, I found. So that was like the only part that everyone kind of got excited about. I yeah, thought. no, and it's, it was the most exciting part of the weekend, probably. Like, again, watching the actual All-Star game, I think we watched, I literally watched the first, I guess it was the half or period of the final game. I don't even know. I think it was first period. Is yeah. it a period or is it a half? I, I don't know. The fact that we don't even know says enough about the All-Star game. It's two ten minutes. <laughs> I think it's two ten minutes. Whatever. Who who cares? Like, and legitimately, who cares? Well, that's yeah. what I would say. Like, it's just for kids. It's for the it's, it's for the for people kids. there. It, and it's for the people there. Yeah, it's for the city. It's the same thing. Like the the outdoor games, the Winter Classic, for example. Like, I don't watch them, but the people, the teams who are involved in it, they're huge yeah. events. And oh, it's yeah. the same for the All Star Game. It's the same for because like imagine the fans imagine they had the an outdoor game in Toronto. Like that. Would... They, they did have an outdoor game in Toronto. Okay, Do you remember? Years ago. <laughs> Like, right now, like, it'd be insane. Like, but, but I don't care about watching it on TV, because, like, first off, it's awful angles, and it's just, it just, and then if it's snowing or something like that, you can't see, it's yeah. just kind of a disaster the, to watch on TV. The thing but, like, is, the event there, yeah. it's actually awesome. They don't need to market in Toronto, I guess, that's why they don't have the yeah, Winter Classic here. That. But, like, they had yeah. it, where was it, uh, Nashville? Nashville this year. Nashville this year, yeah. I think or Dallas? That one or had, like, 80,000 people or something like that. Like, yeah, that was insane. cool. Like, yeah, that was but a the huge, gate uh, revenue is huge from yeah. those events. That's why they have them every year. That's the same thing so with the All Star Game. Like they sell it out, one hundred percent in the city. Mm-hmm. And then apparently there was like five hour wait lines for the to get a picture with the cup and stuff like that because I guess it never makes its way down there. Yeah, that was pretty cool that it was in the same city that it, like yeah. it just happened to be that the same city that they yeah. won the cup. But what did you like? I don't know. What could they do to make the All Star Game? better? Literally nothing. Because is the NBA All Star Game any different? Like. Do people really care about that? Like, I watched that for, like, five minutes one time, and I got so bored because all they do is just dunk on each other back and forth. Yeah, but, yeah. Like, there's no intensity of the game. Like, At least I mean, goalies don't get embarrassed in the NBA. I think in the NBA, yeah. the <laughs> most exciting thing in the NBA is the dunk dunk yeah. contest, right? The dunk off. And even the dunk competition's gone kind of boring because it's the same. Like, yeah, there's only so many ways you can dunk a ball. Well, 2016 was The one in Toronto. Yeah, the one in Toronto. fucking crazy. Aaron exactly. Gordon and who was the other Zach guy? Levine. Zach Levine. Zach yeah. Levine. But do you remember last year's? No. I don't watch the NBLs. I don't watch any All Star game. Okay, this isn't to uh, criticize the NHL. I just don't watch any All Star game. Like I don't. I'm a sports fan. Did you watch the Pro Bowl on the weekend? No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but like, what is it about? Because so I guess moving on to the Olympics, we always talk about how we always want to see stars face each other. Obviously, the All Star game isn't competitive. But if we always want, to, if we always talk about seeing best on best, although why was Bertuzzi there? Like, I <laughs> one thing that pisses me off about the All Star Game is why does a, a representative of every team have to go if yeah. some teams are just dog shit? Excellent, yeah. Like but that just doesn't make any sense because people are traveling from, I guess, all over the all fan you know, bases. Fuck them! Just if they don't have they're... a good team, if they don't have a good player, they don't have a good player. <laughs> hey, Detroit fans. But all they, it's just a marketing play, right? Yeah, like, a, yeah. Ottawa fans will actually... All, I, I think Ottawa had two All-Stars. The thing is, every team in the NHL nowadays has a star, basically. Like, is there a team that doesn't really just have, like, a star? Like Detroit. Okay. Detroit has a star. They have... Mantha? Dylan Mantha Larkin. 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 He's injured, though, though. Yeah, Mantha's injured. He probably would have been their All-Star. Larkin's like, I don't want to go. Don't nominate me. Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly, that was though. bad marketing. That's the players don't give a shit about that. That's, that's no. literally proof and that then they don't. People, people, and then when people say, like, they want to improve the All-Star game, they talk about, like, offering them more money or, like, be- making the players band longer if they don't show up. Like, none of that's really going to work, and you can only do that to a certain extent. Yeah. Because, like, you can pay these players more money... But the all-stars, the people that actually end up going to the game, they make a stupid amount of money already. Yeah. Like, if Connor McDavid doesn't want to go to the all-star game, 
he's not going to go to the All-Star game. There's no amount of money that you can pay him yeah. to do that because I think at this point in his career, he knows he's going to make his, whatever, $12.5 million a year plus endorsements plus whatever else that he's doing. And, and he's going to make that money. And he'd yeah. rather go to the playoffs and actually win something because he knows he's... Yeah. Like, all these All-Stars, like, they they just want to win games. They don't... I, I like, think you're looking at it way too deep. These fucking players want to go to fucking Florida and oh yeah, Jamaica and they probably want to, for the yeah. two weeks, And you know what? Right? They probably also want to chill and relax and have a vacation with their buddies because yeah. they just... It's a full-on grind for 82 games. They have a week off. Like, <laughs> let them have a week off. Yeah. But, so, when it comes to sitting out, like, Ovechkin, do you think players should get... Like, even if you win the money, mm-hmm. you split it between all teammates. So, you'd be only making, like, $60,000, no? Like, yeah, it's not, it's not that much money. Like, for makes, any normal yeah. person, it's a stupid amount. Like, if it was me, I'd be there in a heartbeat. I'd put in 100% effort because it that's literally my income right there yeah. for the year. But McDavid makes more than that per game. Yeah. So, why the hell would he care? Exactly. And he, and with the suspension, you still get paid from what I saw on TSN. I don't think so. Ovechkin gets paid even though he doesn't go. Because it's even though it's a suspension, it's not... It's not a, like it's a, not a, a forfeit salary suspension. It's not a suspension. forfeit salary oh, suspension. Okay, I didn't know that. So, it's like... But even regardless, even if they did have to forfeit their salary, would that change anything? No, Is no, Ovechkin no. going to care about that one game salary when well, he's going to be going to the cup and yeah. he wants to... He wants to win again. Right? I think you might see more players like become quote unquote injured, like how fucking Matthews, Matthews. did. Yeah. Do you think he'll hit a well, little like, ouchie on his wrist? And there's wrist? no way the NHL can like enforce that too, right? Like they, how are they going to go? Oh, you're not injured. Like, oh no, my everyone, my everyone, uh, every player's injured. Every player's yeah. playing with some injury. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They're all hurt somewhere. They all have bruises. They all have yeah. Yeah. So like. Yeah, there's nothing you could do about it's, it. It's just something the players... I like, think they got to do it for the fans, right? The fans yeah. want to see these players. And some, and some players will do it for the fans, and they do go, and they go participate, and they do whatever they need to do and stuff, but at the end of the day, if they don't want to go, they're not going to yeah. go. And there's no banning or anything that you can do to stop yeah. that. And really what it comes down to it is the Olympics is... Or sorry, the All-Star Game is just a really good way to get all leaders together at one place, and then they can give us bad news about how they want to glow the... Uh, glow the gl- Game. Sorry. <laughs> Wait, can you Try speak again? English? Or... You good? <laughs> I, don't, I don't even have to speak English. On a global level. And the, they just use it as a platform to say, hey, no, we're not going to the Olympics. And we're not also not doing the World yeah. Cup. Well, like, did you see that article? I think it was the Hockey News. Uh, like, I want to say Ken Campbell or one of those guys. Mm-hmm. He, they, he posted an article and he was basically just like, yeah, the uh, NHL can take off like basically a week and a half, two weeks off, including the bye week and All Star weekend for uh, for the All Star game. But they can't go to the Olympics every four years. But they can do they yeah. can do the All Star game every every year. Shut down the like, league for a clear, week. Clearly, yeah. the NHL can take a week off in between just for the bye week. Why can't they take? And then they take another like three or four days for the All Star game. It's basically two weeks right there. Mm-hmm. And how long are the Olympics for? The two hockey weeks. portion of it, right? Two weeks, two weeks, give or take. Yeah, but what we see at the All-Star game is that no one's playing hard enough to get exactly. an injury. So, again, like that's what the argument every pe- people always make, right? But it's not... They always make the argument about stopping the league, and that's, like, the prime reason for why they do... Mm-hmm. Like, whenever they're giving speeches about, like, why they can't do it, it's because, well, we can't give up two weeks of the season, blah, 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 and it's such bullshit. Yeah, uh, it is bullshit, and you want to know what my theory is from, you know, on me and my, my friend, my roommate, talk about this all the time. Um, it's that, basically, the reason why they're not going, to me, is because they think that... Uh, because the United States sucks in these tournaments right and the history of the olympics right i think they made the, the like they're they're all like they lost in the last olympics 2014 i think in the quarterfinals right 
the World the, Cup of Hockey. Was they, it the quarterfinals? Yeah, I think so. They lost to Canada, I think. No, that was maybe the semis. Wait, are you talking I, about 2018 or are you talking about 2014? No, 20, 2014. There was no 2018. I'm not well, talking they, about I'm talking about the legit yeah, Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> right? The Did, one with actual NHL yeah. players. Yeah. No, okay. so I think that if you look at the history of where the United States has finished, right? Yeah, they have a good players, I guess. More and more and more are good American players. But until they're better than Canada and almost guaranteed to be better than Canada, yeah. right? I honestly believe they're not going to send the, the, the I don't even think it's about there. that, to be honest. Oh, it was Sweden they faced in the yeah, final. Yeah, I remember that now. I remember because we were in high school, and yeah, he yeah. was playing in the cafeteria, and mm-hmm. then like everyone just slowly left class over the next Yeah, yeah. Just the, the school shut down, and that just shows <laughs> how much we as a country care about it, and I'm sure it was across Canada, across even the states probably, right? Yeah. yeah. No, not maybe not as much as here, but literally, I, I do remember that. Even the women's hockey, the uh, gold medal game, our school shut down. We all went and watched and the gold medal game. And it's game. not even about like Canada, because the NHL doesn't care about Canada in the sense that they know we're going to watch hockey. But Sweden? Like, I remember seeing all those videos from Sweden on Twitter of like their schools shutting down. Or like, not. I don't think their schools, but like everyone getting together and watching that game because I think it was at night over there and it was just huge crowds of people watching mm-hmm. Sweden versus Canada and then I think yeah whatever they well, beat them 3-0 or whatever think about how but. much think about how much people watch the world how into it people watch the World Cup even in Canada right like yeah. people Canada's not not been to the World Cup for soccer since yes. what like 1970 or something like that yeah and yet you see communities come together just we to support their it. country we all, all watch it, it. Yeah. I support a country I support like a huge Germany soccer fan yeah, exactly. I'm not German in my heritage at all. I just like watching them play soccer. And that's the why World I Cup hate so the hype. argument of like when people say, "Oh, they're not going to go to so and so country for the Olympics because they don't care about uh, hockey there." Mm-hmm. Well, they can't care about hockey there if you don't have hockey there. Yeah, right? but that's the thing. Like, Batman always talks about how they wants to grow the grow the game. Try it again. Yeah. <laughs> grow the game in China. The next Olympics are in China, and he's refusing to go. I get the whole taking time off. I get the whole injury thing. But at the same time, it's just um, – it doesn't make sense. Like the paradox or the yeah. the, the the lying about how you want to grow the game. The hypocrisy about how you want to grow the game. And, and you just don't. Um, I understand – like with the IOC, I think they don't want to pay for the travel and insurance of the hockey players. Yeah, something about the security and stuff. So, yeah, security. But like that's something the NHL should be paying for then because they're going to be on a global stage. Mm-hmm. And the thing is like you can't buy that kind of like emotional – Connection. Like, connection to the game. Great, because, like, all of us remember the exact moment in 2010 when Crosby scored the golden goal. Like, yeah. everyone remembers that moment. Everyone remembers that goal. And that's kind of, like, like people always talk about, that's yeah. the highlight of the decade, right? And that was the first year of the decade. 2010. Yeah. 20, I'll, I'll remember yeah. vividly where, and, where it was and what happened. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, I, I, remember, I remember that from 10 years ago. I don't even remember the Stanley Cup final goal, like, the winning goal there from that game. Uh, this year yeah this year like or I guess last year now but like I don't remember that like I watched it I watched it I loved the hockey but I don't remember it and I remember exactly where I was during that goal and that's like the emotional connection of the game that you can't get Unless you're a huge fan of Boston, huge fan. Exactly, of that's what I'm gonna say. Yeah. I would, I would, uh, I'm sure you would imagine it if it was the Leafs, right? Yeah, hundred percent. If it was the Leafs, I would remember it. If it was Ottawa, I probably, even though I don't like the Ottawa Senators that much, it's a Canadian team, and I'd probably remember it. Yeah. But I don't have an emotional connection to St. Louis or Boston. The only people that do are from Boston or from St. Louis. Right? Yeah, you don't get a whole nation together by like having a Stanley Cup final. Right? And this is how I describe it to people. I will like Brad Marchand. 
for two weeks yeah. at the Olympics. <laughs> exactly. Like I will, I will <laughs> sacrifice my love for the Leafs so much that he's on Canada yeah. and I cheer for Brad. Hundred percent. Remember in 2014 when him, uh, Crosby, Bergeron, and uh, that was a, oh no, sorry, that was, that was the World, World Cup. Cup. Yeah. That was a World Cup. Sorry, yeah, you're right. Uh, I cheered for them. And I was just like, I love Bar- my Brad Marchand right now. I love Patrice Bergeron. I like Patrice Bergeron all the time. Yeah, but, I, love, I always love but him. But Marchand, like, I can't stand him at any time. He's but. a very handsome man. Yeah, yeah. He's just a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> he just the like TSN put out a special about how he helped some guy. I didn't watch it, but I saw. I read. I read, <laughs> I read the copy. The transcript. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah. So, yeah. but the, 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 I think it would be different if the NHL, like, yes, yeah, sure they could say, okay, we're not going to go to the Olympics, but we'll create our own best on best tournament, and they have shown that they can't fucking do that. I mean, even like that last tournament, it was still good. You know what I mean? It wasn't great, but it was good. You, you can't like, call Team North that. America was at least entertaining to it watch. It was an entertainment product. It was it's really not, entertaining. The thing is, like, you can't call it a best-on-best best tournament when you have made-up teams. When you have Team North like America team and Team and, Europe. But honestly, like, you can't at least... That. But you at can't least call it that. That was all the best players in the world playing against each other, and it was... And they were actually trying, right? I Whereas, mean, I like, don't think... All, I think they were trying... Like, if you watch those games, like, they're playing hard because they still want to win it's a, it felt it felt to me like exhibition games and an exhibition tournament to be honest with you when i was watching really? because i always felt like it wasn't like the... it wasn't nhl stanley cup final hockey where they're trying to kill each other every game but it was still very intense it was good hockey. Uh, yeah and but still though i, I just felt like an exhibition tournament because that's what it was it was before the season started yeah, you don't have it's any not, team loyalty no team loyalty because of team north america and team yeah because yeah. uh, there are probably a couple players on team north america that would have been on canada that would have been yeah. on the u.s team like mcdavid would have been but on team still, canada like we're never in our lifetimes again gonna get to see mcdavid mark shifley and austin matthews on the line together like that's never gonna happen again so and why that was should awesome. it? It shouldn't. But that was awesome. You can see it at the All-Star game. No, because they're not actually trying at the All-Star game. Do you, okay, but I understand what you're saying, but it doesn't make it you can't you can't consider that to be a best on best tournament. You can't consider that to be the comparable to the Olympics. No, you can consider Olympics. that a best on best tournament. You can't consider it like a competitive best on best. Yeah. It was uh, it was an exhibition even, tournament, man. It's a fake tournament. It's a still, made up but tournament. They're still competitive. Like they were it's not like they're they're still still throwing hits, they're still trying. It's not like the all star game where they're just skating around and deking. Oh, you're talking about the World Cup. We're talking about the World Cup oh, here, man. Yeah. Imagine at the World Cup of so- for soccer, right? The next World Cup. Instead of instead of, you know, the, the teams competing in like friendly matches to get in, they just make a team of all the all the European nations that aren't gonna be in the, the World Cup and just make a team. Team Europe. And they yeah. play fucking Team Germany. I, no, I get, I get what you're saying. It's not a real tournament. I get that. Like, there's no team national. You're not like, you, you don't have a loyalty to a team. But you can't say that it wasn't a best on best tournament. Everyone was still trying, right? Like, you watched any of those games? It's international hockey. They're basically. still trying at the IIHF World Championship they have every year. It's not. Yeah, it's still not a best on best I, tournament because half the NHL the best, players aren't it, but, going. Exactly, but all the NH, top NHL players were playing in that tournament. But why is it okay? Maybe I guess my next question is why is it okay for NHL players to go there? I mean, I guess the season's over, but the yeah, still might that's get injured. A, that again is also stupid because players get injured at that tournament. They go out for six months too. Like there's tons of players they, that they got injured. They miss the start of the season. Yeah, yeah, they miss the start of the season. So the uh, the. Anyway, we should move on from the subject. You're gonna hate because I can I, I get so mad at it because the like the Olympics is literally where I became a fan of hockey. Yeah, like I'm sure it's where most people do. They might not even be fans of hockey. Yeah. Do you watch? Okay, I I don't know about you guys, but like again, I bring up soccer, the World Cup, right? Yeah. 
I don't really watch that much soccer exactly. outside of it, but I watch the World Cup. Yeah. 100%. Like, I watch a lot of soccer, but I will have a ton of friends that don't watch yeah. a lot of soccer, and we'll go and watch, we'll go to the bar and watch a game. We'll go, kind of come over to my place, yeah. go over to their place, watch the game. Like. And when I was on Japan, or when I was on exchange in Japan, mm-hmm. uh, there was a guy from Sweden who was there too, and he watched a lot of hockey, but he only watched Swedish players. Yeah. So he didn't care about the teams in the NHL, he cared about the Swedes. Of course. So for him, seeing them play as a Swedish team yeah. is more impactful to him than just liking the NHL. Because exactly. he, doesn't, he doesn't really care about the NHL, he cares about the players that yeah. represent his country. And I've thought and that was super be, interesting. And then too. if he, if he get, becomes bigger and bigger fans of Eric Carlson and the Sedins and. Nylander. He knew Nylander. Nylander, obviously, who's the best Swede. Darlene. Darlene and Headman and uh, everyone else. Like, he'll go and watch the NHL. Sandine's not a pro player yet. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to See, make it about the league. He's the guy that doesn't know uh, hockey. Yeah. so <laughs> He doesn't even know who Sandine is. You think I'm talking about Matt Sundin? <laughs> All right, we're going to move on from the Olympics now, and we're going to go to our mid-season playoff predictions. All right. Uh, we're so... going to start with the Atlantic, obviously. Cause okay, it's... Cause... Oh, actually, the Metro is first on NHL.com slash standings. Right, so, so let's go Metro. Oh, man. That's a close division, man. Who's I mean... in, who's out? Eric. Okay, Washington stays in. Pittsburgh stays in. Carolina moves up over uh, Columbus. And... The Islanders to take third. So one of them will have a wild card spot. I'm gonna guess the Islanders take the wild card spot, and I'm gonna say that the other wild card spot ends up in the Atlantic, which we'll get into after. I don't think that's possible. I think it. I think that both wild card teams are gonna be from the Metro Division. You saw how close it is. I think that Columbus is actually gonna sneak up on the. They're gonna take the Islanders. Islanders have really dropped off the past couple of weeks. I know. I think two weeks ago we were saying how Trotz has great coach and everything like that, but it seems like they're uh, regressing here back to their, their where they should be. Yeah. Right. I'll tell all you stats guys who say, "Why are they so successful? They shouldn't be." Well, maybe they're facing that regression now. I've never really been a Carolina fan. I know, again, every stats guy loves them. Yeah. But I I don't see it. Their goaltending has been that's the not only, great. That's their only problem. It's always been it's their always problem. It's always been goaltending. And yeah. if Mrazek can... Uh... Hey, we're on time right now. Okay, okay. Right. stop interrupting You know what? Me. I'm sorry. Because yeah, yeah, I talk about Carolina. Again, stats guys love them, so they jerk off and they want to interrupt. They just want to, <laughs> can't stop talking about Carolina. Right. And their Kool-Aid maps. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. They have Kool-Aid great, maps. great Corsi. But uh, they have shit goaltending. <laughs> mm-hmm. So basically, they yeah. yeah they they run into hot goalies all the time, I guess, and and then Reimer and Mrazek can't stop them. I think so, it, I think I love Columbus. I I don't know what it is about them, but they're they have they they don't have a great have a forward. They have a thing. thing. Tortorella <laughs> is showing he is actually a great coach. I think he might be. We'll go back two weeks again. Jack Adams conversation. He has to be in there. Oh, yeah. They they lost Corpusallo. They had this. They have Elvis Merzlinkins. Mers- I don't even know his name. Elvis. They, they, Elvis. Elvis. And he it's had Elvis. three shutouts in four games, like last week, right? And they have these. Then they have this other Latvian goalie I've never even heard of. Call it the next Latvian. <laughs> right? Dude, Columbus actually has some of the best goaltending like depth. In yeah. The league. Like they, they just lose keep bringing the, guys up, and they keep. <laughs> they lose their ten million dollar guy Bobrovsky. And you're like, oh man, they might be bottom of the barrel. They lose Duchesne as well. And then they've just suddenly, they have great underlying stats right there. I think their expected goals stats are great. They have great defense always. Seth Jones and Marensky. Mm-hmm. And, and you again, know what seems more impressive? They're having 
like Seth Jones isn't even having that great of a season, and they're still like dominating. Yeah, like I, they don't even need their. Who, I was what's trying that? to <laughs> Kibben, I Kibben something. Kibben, Kibben I don't even know. He's there some. I was searching them up because like, I'm like, oh, Corpus Allo got injured. Remember when Tortorella yeah. went his rant? Corpus Allo got injured, so I'm like, oh, it looks like that Merz Lincoln guy gonna join him. My friend who's a goalie. Um, he was saying, oh, this Elvis guy, he's so good, he's so good, he's so good. And you show he's, he's fucking amazing. And then I'm like, who the hell is this other guy? Kiv Lanique's. He's like, oh, that guy's also good. I look at also a Latvian. They literally go to Latvia, scout these goals. It's a new market inefficiency. Go to Latvia, scout a goalie, well, well, and just draft him. Remember in the Olympics, wasn't the Olympic, in the Olympics that, uh, that Latvian goalie? These Latvians are fucking crazy. Think, it was like Canada had 51 shots and they only had one goal on, the, yeah, on that guy. I remember we that. still won. Was that... Was that one of their prospects? No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was. Uh, I have no idea who that. I don't even remember I don't remember, his I just remember that being no. insane. Yeah. Okay, so Ty, who are your who are your, who are your okay, So yeah. yeah, Washington, Pittsburgh, Columbus. Wild card's gonna go to um, Islanders and Philadelphia. Ooh, Carolina's oh, out. Some Flyers, eh? I like the Flyers. You like the Flyers. Carter Hart's gonna come back, and Carter Hart's a good goalie. Um, they have a great home record as well. I think it's seventeen four and four to my. Uh, if my memory cor- is, is correct at this uh, point. 17-4-4, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go with my teams now. I'm going to go Washington, Pittsburgh, uh, Columbus, Carolina, Philadelphia. I'm going to take out the Islanders. You're taking Ooh. out the Islanders. Ooh. Yeah. So two out of three is taking out the Islanders. You want to know? Yeah, because he hates the Islanders for booing Tavares. No. I just hate them because they are boring. <laughs> it's just more fun if they don't, maybe. Yeah, it's just much more fun. They play a playoff hockey. Shut the fuck up. They don't let, They don't score any goals. They don't let in any goals. Stop playing hockey. Um, now we're going right, to go to... So why oh, uh, why Carolina do you think they're getting in? You know, they're Kool-Aid maps. They're just very good. <laughs> I, I, I like them. I like their energy. I like the team. I like the surge. I like everything about their culture. I like that I just they brought think, Justin Williams back. Yeah, I know Ty doesn't. Ty here doesn't like the surge. He thinks it's corny and cheap. Don Wait, Cherry you don't like was my the storm hero. Surge? I never oh. said that. You used to say it. I you never said it was said so that. corny. You, I thought pull up the chat. I swear, I swear, God, I never said that. I swear, God. <laughs> I hundred percent pull up the fact that you said that. Um, no, so those are my post the screenshots. Post the screenshots. I'll find them after. I'll, I'll them put after. them on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> post the screenshots right as soon as we're done the call. Okay, now we're gonna go to the Atlantic. Uh, Ty, you go first. Okay. Um, Tampa's going to come in first. Tampa has been unreal. Um, they, I don't think one, they've lost many games since the Leafs started winning games as well. Um, I think Boston is going to be in second. I think Boston actually isn't as good as their record shows. Um, lots of shootout, lots of overtime and shootout losses, padding their points, and they don't really have the great underlying stats. I think McAvoy's been injured a lot of the year. Um, and I think that Bergeron's groin and Krejci's groins that are held together by duct tape at this point in their <laughs> career, they might, you know, if one of them gets injured, they're kind of screwed, I think, right? I think they'll be okay without Krejci, but I don't think they can survive Bergeron. Oh, they can't survive without Bergeron. Well, no, no one they, mm-hmm. Bergeron's just been so consistently good. It's like, when is he going to get old? Yeah. You gotta hope he gets old. Bergeron's I think, never going to get old. Yeah. He's going to keep defeating us and, uh... You know, as much as I want to say the Leafs are going to make it, I just don't have the confidence in them. <sighs> So, like, it might just stay the same the way it is. That that Florida game really fucked them, but they lost, like, 8-3 or whatever, yep. where they just didn't show up to play the game at all, and Anderson's Florida's been Florida's 8-2 the last 10. Their yeah. last 10. You want to know what happened, right? So the Leafs had their bye week last week, and their out-of-town scoreboard 
where that, what I mean by that is like all the teams who are ha- who they need to catch up to yeah. were winning all their games. I think like I think they went like zero well, and twelve be- in those it's teams. It's because uh, everyone ahead of them. So Columbus won their games. Islanders won their games. Carolina and, Phil- and Philadelphia won. all won and their then, and yeah, Florida and then Florida, yeah, all won their games for the Leafs while they were all, while they were sitting at home. So even though they've they've really improved under Keefe, uh, they're literally in the exact same spot they were when Babcock was fired. Tenth in the East, I think, right now. Yep. Even though their record has been insanely better. Because Every other team's else, winning. Everyone else and the games they've lost, yeah. unfortunately, was against, against uh, Florida. Teams, yeah. The wrong teams, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So who are your other ones? So, no, he's saying I'm saying five, from, this. I think he's saying five from the Metro. And you think Leafs are missing the playoffs? Yeah. He does. Damn. That's wow. Not... He's a, he gets hard for Matthews. Matthew scored, by the way. I know. I saw him. I got the vibration. <laughs> Felt good. Yeah, I'm sure it did. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so I'm going to go... Oh, I guess I did pick five for the Metro. Shit. Okay, well, I'm going to go uh, Boston, Tampa, Leafs, I guess. Just to, you picked five for the Metro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did pick five for the Metro. So I we, guess if I, okay, if I was to take out five for the Metro, or take out one for the Metro, I'd take out um, Carolina, and I'd put Florida in the wild card, and then Leafs in one of the top three. But I'd put... Man, Boston's getting carried by overtime losses. Like, legit. Like, they would be not nearly as good. They're 0-7 in the shootout. Yeah, is that is, like I hate the shootout, but still. Anyways, um, anyways I, yeah, so I, I guess I do four and four, and I would say it's Boston, Tampa, Florida, Leafs, but in a different order. Yeah, Tampa's coming first. Tampa's unstoppable. I, at this yeah, point. Tampa figure they're out still, they're good. They still have. They're still seven points behind Boston, though. Bo- I told you, Boston. They're, they got two games in I know. Yeah. Boston. Ain't Boston has good. been like mediocre at best since Pasternak started stopped scoring. Yeah, since he stopped scoring a goal. Yeah, game, he had like twenty two yeah. goals in twenty five games. Yeah, Matthews has like twenty time. in his last twenty one, and that's <laughs> even more worrying because the Leafs have, Leafs still aren't in a playoff spot with him having scored. It's it's he really unfortunate. It literally is unfortunate. He's literally playing the best hockey of his career, but yeah. but every other team while they were sitting our, at home was winning their games. Our yeah. goaltending and defense just wasn't good. No, 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 no. I don't want, no, 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 no. Okay, Stop, fine. don't you dare. is for, by far the worst, but still you lost Muzzin, you lost Riley, you lost, no, that's it. But, Eric, yeah, I, you lose Muzzin, that's a big I had a, loss. I had an argument with a guy on a Facebook thread mm-hmm. where um, I said Anderson has not been able to stop a beach ball in the yeah. last month. And he was saying how, he was literally just proved my point because I said, you know, at this, I understand that Anderson's been so good, but he can still take blame. Yeah. Even though he's been the MVP for the last two or three years, and everyone's years, like, yeah. "No, he does so much for the team. It's the defensive structure, blah blah blah." And then I pulled up his uh, save percentage in the like in the last ten games or something, it's and then he's just like, like "If you you can't use his stats to measure a goalie," <laughs> and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> I'm no, what? Have to watch he doesn't even look good though. Like <laughs> no, like he at, looked even the last game where he only let in two goals against Nashville. He, he looked awful. There were some shots that he had no idea where that puck was. The man. one coming off the right wing. Yeah, I was like, Arvidsson. Slap shot and it almost went through his arm. Even the goalie led in the first goal he led in by Grandlin, and everyone's like, "Oh, that's a perfect shot. That's a perfect shot. That every single goal is a perfect shot against him." I guess yeah. or he has no chance on it. Well, where's the defense? Where's the... you need your goalie to make a fucking save? Your all-star goalie needs to make these saves. The thing, but the thing is, Florida was still able to hold themselves above water with Bobrovsky being absolute ass for the and first. Bobrovsky still is absolute <laughs> ass, yeah. but I mean, but he's been better at least. They have basically like he hasn't been. He's not Bobrovsky that he, the, you know, like the Bobrovsky that we know. But he's been better at least. But like the first 
20, 30 games of the season, like he was like the worst goalie in the league. They had the worst save and, percentage in the team. Save and somehow they're still ahead of the Leafs right now. It's which shows that the hole that they got in under Babcock, and then just the last month of goaltending. Yeah. So I I still think Toronto's gonna make it. Like I'm gonna keep. Obviously Boston's making the playoffs. Like like clockwork. Tampa's gonna make the playoffs like clockwork. I think it's between Florida and Toronto, and I think. Oh, I don't know, man. I feel like tro- I feel like I trust Anderson to get it together more than I trust Bobrovsky to get it together. Right you now. got it. Okay, they they've only played um, Florida once this year, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. So those are going that to be absolutely huge games. massive games. You can't huge lose them. games. Yeah. Because sure. you you make up. You can beat all the Western opponents that you mm-hmm. want, but like you need to beat the people that are ahead of you yeah. or the people that are competing with you. And you need to yeah. So so basically. Like they gotta win those games because yeah. that that catches you up. I guess four points. If you lose that game, you're just two points behind them. Now you're getting four points behind them. Whereas yeah. you know yeah. you got you have to win them. So now we're gonna move on to the Central Division. The Central Division's easy though. Like it's St. Louis, Colorado, and Dallas. Yeah, and like, everyone else. Like it isn't really even that close, right? Like what? Not like Nashville. I would assume, and based off their roster, based off of like everything about them. They should be ahead of Minnesota. They should be ahead of Chicago. They should be ahead of the Jets. And they're behind all of them by, I guess, three points. Oh, no, they have a couple games in hand, though. But anyways, like, they're still far behind. Mm-hmm. They're, 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 they're not coming back. That I, loss I just don't least. see how they're going to come back. Like, that's a huge deficit to come back from. And then they're not getting goaltending right now. Their like, goaltending has been, been shit. awful. They're not going to goal for him Duchesne has 10 yeah. goals, I think. Mm-hmm. Ryan Johansson has like 28 points or something like that. I think he has as many points as Zach Hyman. <laughs> Take yeah, well, that Hyman's in. legit. And Hyman missed yeah. like a month of the season. Yeah. Like, Ryan Johansson has not been good. And then their leading scorer is Roman Yosey, who's sick. Unreal defenseman. But like, a defenseman's leading well, your team in scoring. Also. Mm-hmm. You saw how well that worked out for like Ottawa for yeah. the last... Hey, they got to the conference right. finals. Yeah, okay. Well, listen. Game seven. Second overtime. <laughs> they were fucked. Nashville got fucked there by Corey Perry when he killed Ryan Ellis. Yeah, that was a huge loss for them too. Like, man, you can't like just lose a top ten defenseman in the league and then expect to like be okay. Basically, it's kind of hard to do that. Yeah. Which I remember we're gonna. I'm gonna add one more question to the last thing because and I'll discuss it later because I found it really interesting. Okay. But like, do you guys? You guys think like the Jets can make it? No. No. In. Like even in a wild card spot, because like no. who, maybe if Buffalo comes back, right but Buffalo's not, Buffalo's not, not coming, coming back. back. And even if he comes back, he's gonna be out of shape. He's not gonna not gonna be impactful. Yeah, basically, Hellebuck is keeping them alive. Yeah, for as long and it's as like they really, how long can Hellebuck? Like Hellebuck's been unreal, and he's gonna win the Vesna probably. But who's like, Ordnow? Uh, Guryanov. So it's one one. Lovely. Um. Okay. So I guess we finished. Um, so now I guess we're saying that five are coming from the Pacific. Yeah, so we're going to go to the Pacific Division now. That was quick. Central. Central's too easy, yeah. Pacific's hard. Well, actually, Pacific, like, you know which five are going to make it, but, like, in what order, order, right? Like, you know Vancouver's going to make it. You know Flames are going to make it. You know Oilers are probably going to make it. Arizona, and then Vegas. And Vegas has been, like, completely underperforming expectations so far. I'd say, like, nobody expected them to be fifth in the Pacific at this point. I think everyone. I think anyone that predicted them would say that they'd be in the top three. But I think that Vegas is gonna pick it up. They like their underlying stats again. Regression. They regression had one of the mean. best teams in the league, 
Um, I think our goaltending, I don't think Flurry's been that great this year, but I mean, you have Pacioretty who being crazy, Mark Stone always being good. Um, I think they have, I always believe they had a good team. They have two incredibly. really good top lines. Yeah. And then. So they got, they're going to pick it up. I think Ed, I like, I, I really don't like Edmonton and I don't think Vancouver's good. It's li- Vancouver's literally Quinn Hughes and Elias Pettersson. Just mm-hmm. carrying a team. And Brock Bezzer. Brock, Brock Bezzer's been insane. Poor and then they have good... You know what? Vancouver has like a very top-heavy team. They don't have depth. They're but, very top-heavy. They have Pedersen. They have JT Miller. They have Brock Bezzer. They have Bo Horvat, who are all awesome. And then they have Quinn. He's on the back end. And that's basically it. And then they have Goldtown. And they got Jay Beagle. Oh, yeah. And elite... The elite signings. Uh, leadership signings. <laughs> leadership. They, they've overpaid some of their <laughs> players big time, right? Like, but... Yeah, and I don't think Calgary's that great. I mean, they, again, I, and their coaching change hasn't worked out too well. Well, they really. didn't have a choice in that, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, there, I don't think like like Riddick again is also. It all comes down to goaltending, right? And do you count on David Riddick? I mean, he was an All Star this year. Saw that. I mean, I haven't really watched many Calgary games, but the one against the Leafs where he was just making those fucking insane saves, right? A couple of weeks ago, and Edmonton, like it's literally just McDavid. And drag sidle, I guess. I think Calgary's problem is they don't have depth scoring at all. Yeah, and Mark Jankowski, did he even score a goal this I think he still had zero goals this year. Or does he have one? Uh, no idea, mm-hmm. but I think, okay. I think I'm pretty sure. And Sam Bennett as well. Sam Bennett's not Sam doing well. And apparently he's on the trade block, which I guess we'll talk about. So what do you think is the order of, of the Pacific then? Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to say Vegas goes up to first. I, I think Vancouver stays in first, man. Like... Like, as long as Pedersen, Bezer, and, like, JT Miller, and then they have, like, Bo Horvat kind of doing his thing, too, on the second line. Like, I feel like... And Quinn Hughes. Quinn Hughes is sick. Like, I've actually watched a bunch of Vancouver games this year, and I never watch Vancouver unless they're playing the Leafs or they're playing, like, any like any other top teams, like Tampa or something like that. But, like, Vancouver's been so entertaining to watch this year. And I don't know. I think, they'll, I think they're first. And Markstrom's elite. Like, he's just one of the best goalies in the league, somehow. <laughs> somehow. <laughs> well, like, not somehow, but, like, he was, yeah. he wasn't good for years, and then he turns, like, 29, and then all of a sudden he's... Goalies are goal. voodoo, right? Goalies are voodoo. That's, That's what you always say, say, your favorite term. That's my favorite term. All right. Now we're going to move to... Wait, we didn't even finish. Wait, oh, top three. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would say... Okay, I did. What did I say? Just, Luke doesn't even know how to count now. <laughs> hey, you want to know something interesting? Is that Arizona, they were great. Remember, I think... We were saying how they were one of the surprises of the year. They're legit. And then Taylor Hall comes and he fucking curses the team. And they're like 500 since the trade. I always hate when people use the word cursed because, <laughs> like, is Taylor Hall cursed? Legitimately, man. This guy is Arizona. He fans. goes to Arizona and then they lose their top goalie. Or maybe, they lost him right before or something. Maybe there's just like a certain size of forehead that can get into the playoffs. <laughs> and he's just not... In just, that. He's just above the barrier. Yeah, it's like he. This is this is too high of an average. Above this line, you can't come in. So yeah. Like, yeah. If your forehead's bigger than two other foreheads combined, then you can't come in. I do think I think Arizona's gonna make the playoffs though, because they have a decent lead over. Well, Actually, they don't even have that great of a lead over Winnipeg. They have three points. Yeah, the West is shit, man. If the Leafs were in the West, I think they'd be like, or in the Pacific Division, I think they'd be like second or something like that. But again, you can't come. the The West used to be the best. It used to be the other way around, like five years ago. It's just unfortunate as a Leafs homer, you know, when the the, the East gets good all at the same time, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because, and it, the thing is, the the Atlantic's going to be good for years. Like Boston's not going to fall off next year, I don't think. Tampa's going to be Tampa. 
And then Florida is probably only going to get better realistically, unless Bobrovsky somehow gets worse, which I don't think is possible. When Barkov and Huberdo, Huberdo's like Huberdo's quietly, insane. quietly, uh, like a, he had like he's going to he might get a hundred points this year quietly. That's Florida, so yeah, yeah, everything's quiet in Florida. Yeah. So in the wild, too bad Panarin didn't go there too. Yeah. Imagine if Panarin was there. Holy. But who would have they have had to get rid of to fit in? Panarin? They just didn't need to sign Strawman and Brett Connolly, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think Panarin would be a little bit better than Brett Connolly and uh, John Strawman. Right, they signed a couple of like depth guys, but they just yeah. didn't sign those yeah. guys. Kept Panarin. Anyways, but Panarin okay, so always seemed like a New York Ranger. So the next team. two, I think, I want to say Vegas moves up. And I'm going to go with Edmonton because I just don't believe in Calgary that much at all. What about you guys? I like that. Vancouver, Vegas, Calgary. Yeah. Or sorry, Vancouver, Vegas, Edmonton. I think Vegas, Vancouver, and Arizona. And the wild card is going to be Edmonton, Calgary. Nah, I mean... Actually, you know what? Maybe any I... arrangement of that five, those five teams and you're probably going to be... I kind of hope that... We, it stays the way it is, or at least Calgary and Edmonton can play each other in the playoffs because that's just going to be fucking That would crazy. be awesome. But we're, that's not necessarily what I want or what I think. I think Calgary is going to, one of them is going to drop off. And, again, yeah. they don't yes. have great yeah. teams, I don't think. Okay, so now we're going to move to fan questions and comments. Okay. And the first one that we got was face-offs. Was it, it was something along the lines of our so. face-offs. So face-offs. I wanted to know how important face-offs are. And okay. I think you had a little bit of a rant to go. Yeah, I, I think I've talked to you with you guys about this before, but basically how I would describe it is face-offs don't like, okay, for example, you watch CBC, Hockey Night in Canada, Jim Houston and Craig Simpson, all they're talking about are face-offs. Yep. Face-offs. Oh, Matthews is six for ten face-offs tonight. He's having a great night. Yeah. When literally if he lost two of those face-offs, he'd be having a terrible night according to him. <laughs> yep. It's <laughs> the difference between forty-five percent winning and fifty-five percent winning is literally nothing. Yeah. And That's, I, I, yeah. I think there's a really good research article. I, I sent it to you. Some yeah, guy did some research where it's like every hundred face-offs leads to one goal or something like that leads to a goal or some. I, don't, I something think it was, it, was, yeah, it was. There were some stats where it showed. So basically, I would say that face-offs don't matter like i think we talk about them way too much but it is still an important thing it's an important skill it's, it's a really underrated uh, almost like because the stats people say oh they don't matter they don't matter they don't matter but the, the other side of it is people say they are everything and that oh this person's great at face-offs they're a great player but okay, i don't it's think it's like somewhere in like in like, the middle as everything it's like something in the middle right like all the stats people say they don't matter are the hardcore stats people are always like they don't matter like they're not that important and then all the the Jim Hughes of the world, they're just like, oh, they're the only thing that matters the entire game. I'm going to keep talking about face-offs. And this guy is only at 50 or 48% today, so he's not having a good game. But yeah. the guy that's at 52%, amazing game, and he's winning every single face-off yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And there's just somewhere in the middle where, like, situationally, they matter. Like, you always see at the end of the game, there's, like, that 30 seconds left, and then Crosby's whispering to Gensel, and he's, they're drawing up some game plan, and then they score in that 30 seconds, and everyone goes wild. Like, that face-off... Winning that is important, but over the entire game, if Crosby lost eight out of ten faceoffs, realistically, it's not going to make any difference in the game, give or take, except for like that situation where it was important. Like yeah. almost every single fa- faceoffs in the neutral zone don't really typically matter at all, and that's where a lot of faceoffs go down. And then it's important. It's an important skill to have, and I think yeah. it's a it, it's because it gets a, you possession of yeah. the puck a lot of the time, especially for teams that are again. 
I talk a lot about the Leafs, I will admit it, but Matthew's faceoff percentage, I think, is somewhere around like 60%. I think he's like 58 or something like that. Yeah. And a player like McDavid, actually, his faceoff, and Mc, McKinnon as well, yeah. their faceoff percentages are somewhere in the mid 40s, like 43 for McKinnon and 45 for. And I think the difference between there yeah. is, is pretty big over There's the course like a of a year. Of, yeah, over the year, that's a big difference, but again, it's situational, right? Like, And especially because the way the NHL tracks faceoffs is so poor. Because you would look at you could look at a what they'll consider a win, and you'll just be like nothing happened out of that. You know what I mean? A scramble draw. It's just like what matters is clean wins. Clean wins is a completely different stat than regular wins, and you can see that difference. And like the thing is, like with Matthews, not as many clean wins are had. Whereas like Spezza, I'm pretty sure he is his like clean wins percentage is actually way higher. So that's like somewhere where like. Adva- or not advanced stats, micro stats are kind of important in that sense because it's not just face-offs, it's clean win face-offs where you can actually establish possession and then get into the offensive zone. Whereas if it's just a dirty win and then you end up dumping the puck in and the other team yeah. takes it, that face-off win doesn't matter at all. And that's of the far majority of the face-offs. Well, I think that's also why team, like coaches maybe realize that uh, um, because it's always in a critical part of the game. It's always your best player yeah. taking that drop whether you're in the defensive zone or the offensive zone right yeah. you need the face off to be one send out your you know to yeah. kill the clock or something like that clear the puck out or win the face off to try to tie the game your best face off guys out there well i mean maybe not in the offensive zone maybe more so in the defensive zone because usually defensive the best zone, for yeah. some teams their the, their best yeah. centerman face off wise would be their fourth line center yeah. but but like in the defensive zone, it's almost yeah. always their best face-off their, guy. Yeah. And, then, and then you can see that with every penalty kill, right? Like, Babcock would always send out... Uh, no, Babcock would put a winger oh, yeah, out yeah, there, yeah, man. Yeah, Come yeah, on, actually, don't bring yeah. him up. <laughs> <laughs> Babcock would put fucking Zach Hyman Zach on the face-off. Off the face-off. Yeah, I remember that. And they would get burned every time against Boston. Plus, man, I have it vividly in my brain, man. Zach Hyman against Bergeron taking the face-off. Oh, Zach Hyman loses it cleanly. One-timer, and, and Pasternak. See, that's, and that's an example of when face-offs matter. Like, on the penalty kill, like, winning that face-off is huge because you get that out of the zone, you can take out 20 to 30 seconds of the power play depending on mm-hmm. what happens like that's situationally important but in the overall game if you're at 40 percent versus 60 percent doesn't matter it's even if you're difference. at 80 percent doesn't matter but mm-hmm. in that one situation where you win that that's important yeah and okay now we're gonna go to the next yeah question or comment which Thanks was interrupting me. you're welcome <laughs> well you talk too damn much i know uh the next question was the loan system Okay. So and Ty thinks it's a stupid idea. We should explain what the loan idea. system is. Okay. First you go. It's your okay, idea. I'll explain, you explain I'll it. explain the idea and then you can shit on me for it. Okay? So No, why don't you explain why you think it's a good idea first and then I'll shit on you. Explain you what know, it is. I'll talk. explain what it is and then we can just, okay. okay. So basically what I was talking about with the loan system is have it similar to the way they have it in Europe with different soccer leagues and stuff like that where teams that have a lot of talent on their roster or just want to get their players developed can loan other play, loan their players to other teams in their own league or different leagues. So obviously in the NHL, they already have a somewhat similar system in the sense that they can loan their players out to the Swedish league or, or players can leave and go to the Swedish league or the KHL or whatever. So that part of the actual system is still kind of intact in the NHL. But you can't take a player and say, okay, I'm going to loan him to the Ottawa Senators because the Ottawa Senators have no talent and they need a player or something like that, right? So that's how the loan system will work where if you have prospects that you think need to be in the NHL but you don't have room for them on your roster or whatever that's whatever the situation may be maybe it's a salary cap thing where you just need to move a contract for a year because you can't fit all these contracts in or whatever the situation is and then you have to give up a pick to do that it just gives you more options and maneuverability around the cap and then it gives you 
fans a bunch of new options to have like interesting trades or interesting scenarios where you could see one player on a different team for a season and stuff like that. That's just kind of like a tease, though. Like I would. It, it oh, that's that's literally my biggest criticism. Like why I think that's a fucking stupid. It's idea. such a tease as to who could be playing where. Who then? It's like who has ownership. But then, that, what but if, that, no, isn't no, no, that no. what's super super entertaining? But you're like, oh, I get to see what's his name on. Yeah, I but what if it's like prospect? What if you saw Matthews in like a, a down year? But you're never gonna but you're never like, gonna loan oh. out Ma- Austin Matthews. Austin Matthews isn't the type of player that. I'm okay, but at the same same time, if I was another team and I had another team's prospect. I would just play the guy like two fucking minutes. It'd be like, fuck your development. Prospects aren't garbage. exactly the best care. example. Well, you just but use I, prospects as an example. Prospects yeah. aren't the best example. So. But what I would say is, when you looked at like what happened with Vegas, right? And this is the kind of the argument that I made on the story. It was that Vegas, the reason why they worked out so well is because they got all these players that just needed a bigger role, needed a bigger opportunity to break out, and needed a bigger opportunity just to play well, right? So there's all these teams in the IHL that are kind of average or maybe even good and they have, or even really good, and have all these players at the bottom of their lineup that aren't really doing anything for them and not working out. Like William Carlson, even though he had great underlying numbers in uh, Columbus, like he wasn't doing well at all. Like, right? Like Columbus could have scratched him and they wouldn't have made a difference to their team. If in a loan system, they could have said, okay, they could have looked at his metrics and gone, okay, this guy needs a bigger role, but he's not going to get it on our team right now because this is the way, whatever the situation is, our coach doesn't like him or this or this or that. We're going to give him to another team, and on that team, if that team wants, thinks that they can be a little bit more competitive with this player or, or he can fit in really well with their team, they can loan, they can get him on a loan, and they can give up whatever it is. They can either, whether it's just free and they're just taking on the salary or they're giving a pick back or something like that, you have him for a year, you give him a fifth-round pick so you have him for a year, and you can let him, and you can see if he works out well in your system, and then either... He breaks out and he makes and he helps your team win more games, and that's a good thing for you. Or he doesn't break out and he goes back to the other team. Okay, now Ty okay. is gonna shit. There's a me. lot wrong with that idea. There is okay. nothing. Wrong. There is tons wrong. Okay, so let's say. Okay. Let's say hypothetically. Okay. You're the Leafs. Okay. And you want to. So wait, you only know the Leafs, though, right? Correct. Right, okay. You're the Edmonton Oilers. No. Okay. Fine. You're whatever team, in the, and you you loan the you loan your player, you loan your prospect okay. to, I don't know, Arizona, right? Well, make sure make it like out of division. Okay. Because Edmonton is play, they loan them out to, I don't know, Montreal. Yep. There you go. Edmonton is playing Montreal near the end of the season. So in, hey, so in, so- in soccer. Okay. Wait. 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 In soccer. What they do is they say, this player can't play against my team. They have that in the contract. I just want to clarify that. Okay, so then what if it's the other the way around? Contract. What if it's the other way around? Edmonton sends, I don't know, Ethan Bear or something like that, one of the good young yeah. players, defenseman, and he's not getting the ice time. And he goes to Montreal, and Edmonton is fighting for a playoff spot to the last... Yeah. Or Montreal is fighting for a playoff spot, even. Mm-hmm. And now they're playing Edmonton, one of the last games of the season. They need to win. And Ethan... they can't play him. That sucks to suck for them. But they had him for the rest. They had him up for the other 80 games of the sea of the year. I think they could survive the without one player with for two games. Everyone doesn't like this. Is a common thing in soccer, and they make it work. When it and comes it's fine, when it comes to works. developing, right? It, you can't you can't send him to another NHL team. First of all, what does that mean for the fans? Right, the fans. Okay, wait, wait. Okay. So why? So all these criticisms. Why don't they apply to soccer? That's what I want to hear, right? So, so Barcelona loans out their player to Valencia or something like that, right? Sure. Whatever situation you want to be, you could be Chelsea loans out their player to Southampton or in the Premier League. 
exact same situation as the NHL. Why doesn't that make sense for the team and the player? It's literally a different league, a different okay, sport. Okay, but, but what about what about it? It's a different league, it's a different sport. What's your argument against that? Against that? In soccer? In soccer or or in, in apply it to hockey, right? Like what what's wrong? The player can't develop properly in another league, or like what what is your argument? My okay, there's a lot what of arguments. What if there's different training staff? Like who's, exactly. who's, who's measuring who's, the, the and health who, and fitness of that prospect? Who's also the, the same say? thing with no, every other no, soccer no, team. No. Every soccer team has tra- health and training staff as well. It's not like they're like, oh, we don't care about this player now. They're, Why is they're gonna, doctors. They have to care about every Imagine also, also being that prospect, right? Let's say you are, uh, you're on a good team and mm-hmm. the team says, oh, you know, we're only going to be offering you a health, you know, seventh defenseman or, or you know, extra forward. Um, you know, you're only going to be playing once every couple of games because that's all we can afford at this point, whether it's the space on the team or salary cap, whatever. Or you're so, not good enough or whatever it is. Yeah, sure. So they're a good team and there's, they're loaning you out to a shitty team. Yep, they're going to load them out to the Ottawa Senators. And why is He's yeah. going to get play time in the Ottawa yeah. Senators and but, Ottawa Senators are going to be like, maybe he wins us an extra two games. And that's what's, What good us. is that going to be for the Ottawa who wants to lose games, firstly? Okay, also, first off, not every team at the bottom of the league wants to lose every single game. You saw what Ottawa did this year. They still brought in players to play games for them do you think those (laughs) so why would the young player literally give a shit playing for ottawa he because he's playing for his future he's playing so he can play in the nhl again he can play in the nhl but why why is why is the player that chelsea loans to southampton why does he want to try he probably doesn't (laughs) that's the most ridiculous argument i've ever heard also maybe he wants there's a lot of good arguments for why you can't. You won't do this loan system. One of them isn't the player isn't gonna try because he's on another team. And do you, how do you think that player's gonna feel when he's seeing his team be successful? He can't be a part of that Stanley Cup Who run. Who cares? He the same cares. Thing happens with people that get traded. Who, the same thing happens with players that get traded. The same thing happens when people get sent down to the AHL. The same thing happens in soccer when from when players from Chelsea. Who have a chance to win the league every year go to Southampton it's because they're not ready yet. They're not gonna. But how would you know? Team. How would you measure if the, the team's throwing a game or not? What do you mean if the like teams if uh, if I if I was a defenseman and I was on Ottawa but I'm a Nashville player if I played Nashville who's to say I wouldn't no, just you, let you put in the contract like they do in soccer that says you can't play against oh, my team okay. and that's a fair way to do it and that takes out the mm-hmm. corruption or whatever you want whatever you want it's a joke it. man you can't you, you haven't can't come loan, up with a reasonable you argument you can't loan yet. one player to another team in the they NHL do, what, they do okay. in soccer no 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 shut the fuck up alright it doesn't it won't work out okay but let's hear why all your arguments so far, none of them make sense. Okay, what's oh, a, he's not going to try. Eric, Obviously, he's going to try. He's playing for his future in the okay, NHL. Eric, what's a reasonable argument for you? Uh, against why? Yeah. Okay, so I can see... Argue with yourself. Because <laughs> okay. you don't agree. So I can money. see why in the sense that any NHL teams might not want to do that because they're considering the fact that like they they don't feel it necessary to do it because the NHL is, very, is a very conservative league just by nature, right? Like they... Not a lot of change and everything like that. So even if a loan system was implemented, right away you'd know that the typical hockey guys would be like, no, that's not how it's done before, and we're not going to do it now, and it wouldn't really, like, nothing would really happen in the league in that sense. And that's an argument that I can see going, okay, like, they're not really going to do anything with it. Like, a couple things might happen there, here and there. Like, a couple progressive GMs will be like, okay, you no, know, this player, like, he's good enough to be in the NHL right now, but he's not good enough on our to be on our roster, right? Like, look at all the players, like, Tampa or the Leafs have on their HL teams that could easily be on on any other NHL team in the league. Yeah, but right? it's like a fourth liner regardless. If a player's good enough to play, 
Why would you want to give him to another team? Because you're trying to get him to develop. You're trying to get him to be better. And the player isn't necessarily going to get better in the AHL at some point. Every single player in the league is like, okay, yeah. I can't. I'm already dominating the AHL, but I don't have a space in the NHL. But and we saw sh- that with Vegas. We saw that with William Carlson. We saw that with all these different. So we saw those, those like Shea Theodore and like uh, Anaheim. Those GMs are stupid because okay. they should makes the space for him. If I'm okay, saying Rasmus Sandin, okay, but you, in the do NHL. you think? Do you think? Okay, so take any of our forward prospects, right? So think about uh, Pierre Engvall, for example. Do you think if Trevor Moore? Didn't get injured. If you think like well, entirely, if they were healthy, do you think he would have gotten an opportunity? Yes, and the reason why a real I think opportunity, they not he on the fourth line. He would have and gotten a think... real opportunity, and the reason why I think that is because just of how Kyle Dubas operates. There's a lot of other teams okay, where they sure, don't. But there is a lot of GMs that aren't progressive, and all these players they need an unlock, right? Like Vegas, they like they took all these players that needed an unlock. They took all these players that had the chance to have have like bigger roles on their team, like. Uh, Dimitri uh, Orlov, or like... Uh, Orlov? Please, I'm Washington. Oh, sorry, not Orlov, uh, Schmidt. Nate Schmidt. Yeah. Nate Schmidt, sorry. Not, yeah, Nate Schmidt. Like, they took all these players that needed a bigger opportunity to shine, and they took them, right? Like, Nate Schmidt wouldn't be a top-pairing defenseman on Washington because he'd be stuck behind John Carlson, and he'd be stuck stuck behind Orlov, and he'd be stuck... So you're and saying... And that's the other team's faults, yes. You're saying that Washington right now wouldn't want Nate Schmidt? No, they would want Nate Schmidt, but Nate Schmidt never would have even had the opportunity to become the player that and he was. And you want to know why? It's because the NA, the teams have stupid fucking GMs who are playing Brooks Orpik over yes, Nate Schmidt I and agree. Carl Alsner back in the I agree. I, that's a whole other problem with the league. <laughs> that's not going to be solved by loaning players up because then there's still going to be there's still going to be a, a player on. No, that because there's sh- always going to be GMs that value certain players more than others. So there's always going to be a, a more progressive GM or a more progressive coach that's like looking at this player like, oh, I've coached this player before. I know he can do a lot more on my team. So let's see if we can loan him or this GM that has these just advanced says, stats. That okay, say this has been a great conversation. Stop interrupting we, me here. We have to move on <laughs> no, to we Buffalo. Don't. Uh, Why do who cares it? about Buffalo? Ty doesn't have... <laughs> have you ever been to Buffalo? <laughs> yes. It's a nice city. I've been through Buffalo. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay, it's a city. <laughs> it exists. No, Buffalo, we don't hate you. You have a great city. Is anyone from Buffalo listening? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think Patrick do. Kane really likes Buffalo. Oh. He likes the taxi drivers there, that's for sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, topic. no more legal wanna, trouble. What was about Buffalo? Buffalo, why are they Why are they still bad? I know the answer to that. Dom put out a tweet saying that they, if they increase at this rate or something, it's like they, take, take 40 years at the playoffs. I our Instagram. Yeah. Let me see. I'm going to pull it up. You talk. Ty. Okay. Um, hello again. Um, so, Buffalo... They've had tons of top picks, and they've done a lot of, um, you know, moves that, uh, you know, the stats would say, hey, this that that's a good move. For example, signing a lot of those depth guys, uh, you know, in the offseason, or giving those depth guys a chance. Like, let's say, um, Marcus Johansson, or, I don't know, so who, they made a good trade. They made a trade to get Connor, uh, Connor Sherry from, from got, Pittsburgh as a yeah. salary dump, yeah. right, for Matt Hunwick, and then they just didn't play Matt Hunwick because they had the salary cap space. But... You got to you. You have basically one top guy, maybe two, Jeff Skinner and Jack Eichel, obviously, right? Sam Reinhardt. I Sam, Sam Reinhardt's all right. You know, good. Maybe I'd a say top Sam Reinhardt's having a much better season than Jeff Skinner is. So yeah, far. but Jeff Skinner yeah. scored forty whatever goals last year, right? Yeah. So they needed and his goals. Jeff Skinner for him. isn't. So they they are doing a lot of moves that are good in the depth sense, right? Mm-hmm. But you have to do something with 
the when it comes to like your your top guys because their top guys just right. just yep. aren't there. Unlike the loan system, you are completely right on this. They they are making <laughs> and you know they can look at their draft and you can say everyone said oh yeah Darlene is the number one pick for that 2018 draft you know whatever, but you know looking back on it yeah Svechnikov would have been great to play with Eichel and yeah maybe they still needed that defenseman but. Literally, man, they're scratching like two defensemen, two NHL defensemen every night because they're yep. re- they're either refusing but to trade one or they're not trading one. The crazy one. thing know. is, they have all these defensemen, yet their defense still isn't good. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 like no. Scratching these NHL defensemen, they, but their defense still isn't good. Like, there is there are tons of NHL <coughs> GMs out there who would take Rasmus Ristolainen off of their hands. 100%. Think he's a good player. Yep, and they would be smart to do that because he's not really the player that everyone expected him to be. Yep. Um, everyone, you know, back in 2013 when he was drafted so high, and all the hockey guys like him because he's a big right hand shot. He does defenseman. everything that the, he blocks, he hits. Yeah, he plays big he, minutes. He's big. He's big. He has yeah. big. He is a when literally he is stick. garbage. <laughs> he is garbage defensively, right? Yes. So they have no good defenseman, and the goaltending is. I mean, Hutton's bad. Allmark is kind of mad. I think he got injured last night. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not like the team that they've built. They're just kind of sitting on their hands, and they need to be more. Middling, they middling are. Team. They are a very conservative team. Again, making those good depth signings, sure. Um, yeah. Those those bottom players, but they need to do more. They, again, they had some. They had some bad picks as well. Like they needed middle stat to be a lot better than he has been. Oh yeah. They needed. I mean, Alex Nylander. Yes, they flipped him uh, for Yoki Haru, but like that was not a good pick. He's he's not a great top and forward that they need they need top guys and these depth signings again yes they're going to help your team the you know the filling out the bottom of your roster but you can't have that as your bottom of your roster like so i think it was sabotka was their second line center for maybe shouldn't even be in the nhl i think he still might be they they also fucked up on that ryan o'reilly trade right okay i was just about to go off on that yeah because i wanted the trade they did make trading ryan o'reilly the thing is trading ryan o'reilly that was like the the, my thought process is that was the downfall of the team like that trade because they got nothing out of that trade Who'd they get? Bad Sabatka. They got. They got uh, a Berglund who literally quit. Thompson. They got and Thompson. Tage Thompson. Yeah. Yeah, and then I think they got another prospect too. Did they or a first? They got they got some draft pick. But yeah, they got some draft pick. But it was it, I think it was the thirty first pick. Yeah. And then they I don't remember who that pick is. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. He, that pick isn't coming to the NHL for three years. Do you think uh, St. Louis says thank you for the cup last yeah. year? And so it's funny because they needed Milstadt to be like the second line center, like that's what they projected him to be, and he just hasn't become that. So now already Buffalo's like, okay, now we have to wait for Dylan Cousins, who is in there. Yeah, they're gonna wait another year. And they're Michael, gonna wait. Dylan Cousins even gonna be ready for a second line second line position next year. He's gonna be ready in two, maybe three. They're years. still hoping. Yeah. yeah. He looks- so they're just like they just keep putting it off. Like Middlestad isn't gonna be a second line center at this point. So now they have to wait for the next guy that they drafted. It's just like their drafting hasn't been like. All their top picks haven't really turned out like top picks should have. You know what I mean? Like other than Eichel, who was a given like automatic star, and even he took a little long to become that star. But like that's completely fair. Like he had a, he had a lot of he actually had like two he had major injury, injuries. Yeah, he had major injuries, and he was playing on an awful team. Like just uh, the worst possible situation. But then this year he's yeah, been insane. and this year he's been insane, and this is what we should expect of him for the next decade. Basically. But how long until he but requests Dolly, a trade, man? Yeah, that's another question thing. And then that's in the, the Connor McDavid conundrum as well. Yeah. But anyways, mm-hmm. skip that because people are going to get mad at us for that. Well, you. 
Well, whatever. No, but for real though, <laughs> but for, imagine yeah. that you're a star player. You've been on this scene oh, yeah. team so, for five so now, years now. Now that we're mentioning the tweet, so the, the tweet was Buffalo Sabres in Jack Eichel's rookie season, 81 points, minus 21 goal differential, and 23rd in the league. Buffalo Sabres pace this season five years later, 83 points, uh, 83 point pace, minus 16 goal differential, and 23rd in the league. So, <laughs> so they're literally five years the exact ago, 23rd in the league. Now. 23rd yeah, in the league. Yeah, but five years ago they were 23rd out of 30 teams. Now they're 23rd out of 31 teams. <laughs> yeah, that's a good so. point. And they were at 81 points five years ago. They're on pace for 83. They, 83 this Buffalo, year. So two point, so you know, 10 years from now, how they'll many, be a 100-point team and they'll be good. How many coaches does Ico want to go through? How many GMs does Ico want to go through? He's a coach killer, man. Yeah, he should just be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it coach, was Ico's fault, right? Eichel's, Eichel's it was Ico's fault. He was just fault. coach Ico, and then yeah. he... The most ridic- that was like the most ridiculous, like just bullshit. I don't remember. Did that start out of Buffalo? Yeah, is that Buffalo no. fans complaining about Eichel or was no, that? No, no, like no. It was just a people? joke. It was just a joke. What? It wasn't a. It's like GM LeBron, man. <laughs> Whatever yeah. it was, it was ridiculous. But no, but they they needed basically they needed their 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 drafting. They had tons of top. They picks. needed Reinhardt to become the third overall pick that he. Well, like, Reinhardt is, is all right. Yeah, Reinhardt's really good, but he's not like. He isn't Dreisaitl, who was a third overall pick. You know what I mean? Like they, Again, they, they've done a lot of good things. Their GM has been pretty smart, I think, making those death signings. Was second overall, I'm pretty sure, actually. right Behind Ekblad. Ekblad and then Reinhardt and then Bennett. So they needed him to be second overall. Oh, no, it was Dreisaitl and then Bennett, sorry. Yeah. Bennett was yeah. fourth. Anyway, Bennett couldn't do it. Pull up. But they <laughs> needed, their, they needed their, their, their players, their their drafting to be better. Again, their GM's done a lot... Of good stuff, I think you can't criticize this. The thing is, he signings. hasn't made that many bad moves other than like the Ryan O'Reilly deal, basically. Like the Jeff Skinner trade was great. Like he gave a Cliff Poo and a first, I'm pretty sure. And oh no, a second. A second. Cliff Poo and a second. So they gave up nothing for Jeff Skinner. Amazing they deal. They signed Connor him to Sherry, a reasonable, reasonable contract. Johansson, I think. Good. I don't think uh, Marcus Johansson has been yeah. oh, he, like everyone's like oh this guy's a this guy's a good stats guy you know he's good he's second, just a good third player, line player. He's just a good second player. line player but Gonna other put than up that, 20 goals. they don't have yeah. a second line they have an eh, third line they have a bad fourth line basically and then their defense isn't good Rasmus Dahlin is like awful not awful this year but he hasn't been good this year again they needed him to be that they, top guy yeah they needed him to be a number one this year and then he started out that way for the first like ten games and was mm-hmm. crazy good and then. Remember, didn't Buffalo win like thirteen games in a row? No, they were. They were. They, they was just, the same as they last were, year. They were a top team to start. Yeah, they, they were they like were, a, a first run. in the league for like fifteen games, and then they yeah. just fell off. And then speaking of hockey, okay, bad I players. think that's enough. Yeah. Speaking of bad players, uh, mental health. I mean, oh, okay. is that our last topic? Yeah, Luke yeah. wants to go home. <laughs> well, no, it's the. <laughs> last... Wait, but can we? I just wanted to discuss one thing because I I saw this interesting argument on on uh, Twitter. And it was about, like, what star wingers would you trade? Like, young star wingers would you trade for defensemen? Did you see that on Twitter? Eric, it was like... Gear arm off the table. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Okay, try. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, that thread where it was just like, oh, I wouldn't trade... There's only, like, ten defensemen in the league I would trade Marner for. There's only so many so-and-so defensemen that I would trade Nylander for or stuff like that, right? Like, I found that, like, yeah. super interesting. Like, how many defensemen in the NHL would you trade... Marner for, you know what I mean? Like I found that a super, super interesting conversation. But because he's a young, cost control, even though he's an expensive deal, but a young cost controlled asset, six years left on his deal, right? So like, how many defensemen in the NHL would you realistically trade him for? And and I think someone said like t- less than ten, 
And I would, and then I thought about it, and I thought, no, that's ridiculous. There's ten, more than ten defensemen that I would trade Marner and Nylander for. And then I started going down my list and looking at like, okay, which defensemen are actually worth trading these players for? And it's really not that many. There, no, because I, because the, the how young they are, the amount of years that they have left on it, their contract. Yeah, so yeah. like obviously like straight up Nylander for Petrangelo next year. Petrangelo is probably going to outplay. Nylander, but that's not a good deal. It's not a good trade because you're losing six years of prime Nylander for I mean, that's, the that declining was the, years of Petrangelo. That was a rumored deal last year when Nylander yeah, was holding and out. and that was kind of ridiculous. I mean, it would have been great. I think it would have been great I mean, for the Leafs. It would have been great for the next three years, and then they would have looked really bad on that deal after because he'd be old and on the decline. But I yeah. thought that was like, super interesting because then you, if you look at it, any top winger in the league, so you, we don't have to bring even bring in the Leafs into this. Like You, you can put in... Dave Pasternak, you could put in like Brock Besser, you could put in like any of those top wingers, young wingers in the league. Like, how many defensemen would you trade him for? Like, Miro Heiskinen, Quinn Hughes, Kale McCarr, Rasmus Dahlin, like, and then you start going down that list, and there's probably 10 guys that I can think of that I would be willing to trade. Like, any top, top young line winger. Top line winger. I agree. But the thing for Buffalo is that. They need to trade some of their defensemen. This is terrible asset management. Yep. That's a, sorry to bring it back to. Like, I think I was already talking about. <laughs> Wait, Buffalo, I thought you right? didn't care about Buffalo. I don't. Well, I don't. But <laughs> I don't want. I'm fine with them being bad. You know, less competition. Like literally, Florida is the only team that's picked it up from last season. But like, they in the Atlantic. Sorry, like yeah. they they yeah. have terrible asset management. You you have eight NHL. I mean, quote unquote. Apparently, NHL they defensemen. just can't find a good deal. But I'm just like, how can you not find a deal? For literally, the they should have like, traded like, literally right-handed defensemen or what's like everyone. It's the stereotype of the NHL. Everyone's looking for a right-handed. Defenseman. Call up. What I would do, I call up Lou Lamorello and say, Hey, I got Zach Bogosian available. Give me a second-round pick. <laughs> if they do that, you fucking make that trade. Any if someone day gives week. you a second-round pick for Zach Bogosian, that's another story, but. Lou Lamorello. <laughs> like, for real, though. Like, it, it, it should be that easy. Yeah, you're right. Okay, anyways, that's all I wanted to bring up because I felt okay. found it really interesting. I didn't get to talk about it in our story. All so right. now you can do Bella. This talk. is something that Luke believes in. And this is really important, actually. I actually do think this is really so important. Luke's oh, gonna I talk. think Luke is the best person to talk about it because Am if I? you haven't heard, he has this podcast called The Imperfect Podcast. And uh, he talks about masculinity, oh. and uh, we're just giving you a little bit of shadow right yeah, now. Okay. <laughs> He's like blushing right now. <laughs> he knows nothing about no hockey. Cameras. Yeah. He doesn't know anything about hockey, apparently, but no. he does know about uh, mental health, and he actually has a really good podcast, so I'd check that out if that were you. Yo, thanks, man. But thanks, man. He's blushing right now, so I'm going to let him speak. Oh. Uh, Bell, let's talk. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, an interesting day in terms of mental health, because so it's interesting in my personal life. I really support mental health, but I also only, I, I really value the diagnosis of yeah. mental health. I think, uh, you know, right now we're in a generation that um, definitely it's tries to, to acknowledge it. I think. It acknowledges it, but I think it almost uses it in a way that's unhealthy as well. And there's a, there's a bit of an irony to that. And, you know, you see um, posts that kind of go around on days like today. Where it's like, you're anxious if you feel this way. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, a lot of those things are typical day-to-day feelings. Yeah, that's stress. Just that's not anxiety. Yeah, there's yeah. stress. There's healthy stress. There's anxiety. And, and, you know, who am I to say what other people are feeling? Um, because, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate to not really go through a lot of mental health struggles. 
Um, but I do think it is very dangerous in terms of, of some of the language that we use nowadays. And there's there's good and bad to a day like today where, where the focus is on mental health because there's a lot of misinformation that's spread around, but there's also a lot of opportunities for people that actually have mental illness uh, and mental health issues and, and mental health strugg- struggles to um, really talk about them openly and, and kind of be that one day where they're not judged. Uh, you know, reflecting on, on this year in, in hockey, there's been a lot of things from Bill Peters to Mike Babcock doing what he did to, to Mitch Marner yeah. um, to even, you know, the Dallas Stars coach, Jim Montgomery. You know, uh, alcohol, alcohol abuse, alcohol right? abuse yeah. is a form of uh, addiction and, and, you know, a lot of people consider it addiction disease. And so, you know, I don't want to wish anything bad on, on Jim Montgomery. I think uh, the Stars maybe made a right move in, in kind of removing him from maybe what was enhancing or... or building onto a toxic environment for him and, and Jim, Jim's family and, and his, his personal life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, you know, in the sports world and even in the world in general, there's a lot of talk about mental health because it's a good PR move. Yeah. Um, you Virtue see, signaling. Yeah. You see, a, you see stuff like, um, you know, the NBA talked about it a lot, but they forced all their players to play on the day that Kobe Bryant died. Yeah. which I thought was not cool in a lot of aspects. It's, it's, so you would have canceled? I would have canceled the games. You yeah. know, I, I've had arguments with people. It's like, oh, you know, the fans want to come out. They want to enjoy the game. On days like that, fuck the fans. Like, <laughs> honestly, swear to God, I, if, if I showed up to a Leafs game and it was something like, uh, you know, Wayne Gretzky died, yeah. I, I would expect that game to be canceled. Mm-hmm. Like especially in the way that it happened, as suddenly as it did, yeah. Um, I think the impact that people like Wayne Gretzky had, or even like Sidney Crosby, mm-hmm. um, have on on this generation. It's not fair to put anyone that has watched them go through that to play that game. And you know, a lot of people said Kobe has this Mamba mentality where he would have wanted everyone to play through. I think Kobe, the player, maybe would have wanted that, yeah. but Kobe, the father, wouldn't have. And I think Kobe would have wanted all of his his fans to be home with their with their families that day with their kids loving yeah. their kids because that was who Kobe became um, and so I, I don't know like how I feel about Bell Let's Talk I, I don't like the uh, Corporate, the corporate corporatization of, of it I don't like the spreading of misinformation um, and so I think it, there's there's definitely pros and cons to days like like today actually some people but, in the u.s don't know what bell let's talk true day, so. for everyone i guess in in, <laughs> yeah. in america Context. bell let's talk day uh in canada is, is where one of our telecommunications companies you know a monopoly or an oligopoly here oligopoly, uh yeah. sponsors a, a day where if you use the hashtag bell let's talk on twitter instagram use a snapchat filter there's different ways of, yeah. of getting uh five cents donated but bell let's talk or bell will donate five cents for every retweet um tweet uh, share of that content um, so I think I don't know how much money is is I don't know how much money was uh, made last year or sorry donated last year it's probably tens of millions of dollars, tens of millions but, yeah. but uh, it, you know it's, it's a it's a powerful day and but a lot of the people that I personally know that have mental illness see it as a gimmick yeah and I the lot a lot of the people that I know that um, have quote-unquote undiagnosed mental health issues use it as a day to say that it's amazing and so i think the people that are actually impacted by it sometimes don't really feel a lot of value from days like today and um and i think the people that kind of see mental health as a generic thing that can be talked about as as a way to to think they they speak up for their friends and they speak to their friends but i 
I don't know. I don't really do much on, I think, on Bubble like, Stock. So part of the problem, yeah, like I don't really do anything on like I, I'll retweet the yeah. thing or I'll post on our story or stuff like that, but I don't really do anything for it. But like I think part of the problem is that like Bella Stock Day, it's a great day in theory. Like in a vacuum, it's such a good idea. Like oh, let's talk about mental health today. Like it's mm. such a great day, but then. We forget about it on our first 364 yeah. days until yeah. the next year where it's Bella's yeah. talk day. And then yeah. all of a sudden we're talking about mental health. Like, the thing is, like, everyone that I see, and I, this isn't, like, something I mean to be rude to other people by. Because, like, I do the same thing. Like, I'll repost yeah. the stuff on mental health, too. But, like, I don't talk about mental health any other day of the year. Like, occasionally I post in our story, like, something about, like, like some book that I write about, life advice or something like that. And that mm. part of that is mental health and, and like, like trying to get out of that kind of run and that kind of stuff but like typically like I don't really talk about mental health and I don't think like all my friends that have posted it they don't talk about mental health every other yeah. day of the year yeah. and it's not like that's and I'm not saying like because I'm guilty of it too so it's not like I'm judging other people for I'm just saying like in in a vacuum it makes sense but then we if we think about it we don't think about it again for yeah. a whole another year like does it really mean anything yeah. like yeah. sure we get money donated but and then again, people have the issue with Bell just donates that money because it's just a tax write-off at the end of the day, anyways. Yeah. And then you get into that whole thing, and then yeah. it's I just kind of like a—it's kind of a mess. Yeah. Like, well, you can't look at anything in a vacuum. I wouldn't. Here's here's my opinion, I guess, and then I guess we'll call it a night, right? I'm gonna close off a okay. little bit more. You can, think, you can yeah. call it off. Okay? No. Yeah. Luke's gonna call it a night. Luke gets the last the last word. But what I think is that yeah, I don't think we should criticize. It. Like them, what Bell's doing, what Bell mm -hmm. and, and what it's done. I think done. it's like out of a good it's, place. It's out of it really. And, and what if it didn't exist? You know, what if what if exactly. this, what if this didn't exist? Right. Yeah. You, you, people, no matter what, people will find a criticism in everything. They'll say, "Oh, mm -hmm. yeah, it's a tax right now right. or whatever." Bell doesn't give a shit. But right. I think it's still a good idea, and I think it's uh, today's a day where we can. I, I, maybe I don't share the same opinions as you guys, but it's at least a day where we can, where, where people are are, are, are encouraging. You to talk about but I think I think it goes back to Eric's point there. It's mm -hmm. like we can't forget about it the other 364 days of the year. Don't call yourself a mental health supporter today and and say I I believe in mental health and then your actions the other mm -hmm. yeah. the rest. And I think of the that's year. part of the problem that people have with today. It's that like Bell has all these like stories that come out about all their problems with like taking days off from mental health mm -hmm. and like they're not giving their employees days off and all that kind of stuff. Like, and then they're not giving them the support that they need and they don't cover them under, yeah. you know, like all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. And I think that's problematic too and it kind of covers up like a different side of the issue side even, that Bell doesn't yeah. actually do all they can for mental health. And at the end of the day, no company's perfect. Like nobody mm -hmm. does an amazing job at it and nobody's figured out a perfect system for it. But. I'm not I'm not even criticizing Bell itself though. I'm saying like yeah. you, the individuals, mm -hmm. everyone who's saying, I'm a mental health advocate, I'm, I'm, I support this day. Everything like that, you know, your actions the rest of the year. Yeah. You also have yeah. to prove it then as well, basically, is my criticism, I guess. Yeah, and I, I, I think I 100% agree. Um, and I think it's just different to me because I've always been open about mental health. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the same thing on my podcast. I'm very open about my own personal life. Um, what I One of the things I don't like is, is the inaction that comes from people's own personal lives that, you know, sometimes they'll, they'll say they might have... A mental health struggles but um, maybe they're not taking the, the, the steps some of the steps they need to take to make their life a bit better yeah um, or um, you know again the kind of like with the misinformation they you know they say they have anxiety but they've never been diagnosed or you know I think with the movement of mental health it's been great for the conversation but some people then use that as a tool to manipulate the system which kind of just causes more disrespect 
around from like from older generations yeah. that were like you know why like just because you're stressed yeah. out doesn't mean you have a mental like, health yeah disorder. and so I think yeah. there's a there's a generation gap and like a understanding gap between a lot of people um, and a lot of it can be very much abused by the system that we've now created um, I think it's a beautiful thing overall um, but I, I wish it was an everyday conversation um, and especially in sports you know, um, Mike Babcock was someone who was the face of the day, and you find out this kind of stuff they did to Mitch Marner. So it's it's talk is cheap. Like that's kind of always where I'll go in terms yeah. of days like today is talk is super cheap. What are you actually <clears throat> doing in your in your daily life, and what yeah. are you doing to support your friends who actually suffer or or live with these illnesses and conditions? Um, and al- also, are you calling out? I think people's bullshit. Uh, in a lot of terms and I don't think I think those things kind of go hand in hand you don't have to be you, like I think nowadays we're almost too scared to call out the bullshit that happens on days like today or you're, you're too scared to, to call out some of the the BS that happens in using mental health as an excuse like if, if my friend was using anxiety which I know that they didn't struggle with mm-hmm. as an excuse to get out of something that was, was something that they had to do um, then I think I would I would address that situation with that friend and be like you know you're you're taking advantage of a system that people actually suffer from, yeah. which is disrespectful to the whole system. It's disrespectful to friends that you actually have with anxiety or mental health with illnesses. And if you and you actually have it, then like that's something that we need to discuss too. Yeah. Um, but overall, I think it's a great day for conversation. I just talk is cheap. Yeah, I think overall it's like a good thing. To, yeah. To have like it's better. For Bell Ups Talk Day to exist, then because the fact like the, we would we be talking about this right no. now if it didn't no. exist? No, we wouldn't. What so I would like to see is a, <laughs> a Let's Talk Day dropping the corporate brand and companies like Bell, Rogers, Fido, just Walmart, all, all companies come yeah, together right. on one day and they non branded and they yeah. say anytime they use it, they all donate yeah. money mm-hmm. because that would be, that would be way more powerful I to. The there would be no corporatization behind it, mm-hmm. but then a ton of cor- like so much more money would be donated. There still would be corporatization behind it, like but no way, specific, but like no brand. specific, yeah, exactly. And I think a lot more people would think, be yeah. behind that vision. It's it's almost the same issue I have with with um, with Pride Month is that all the companies will change their their, their logo, logo to the Pride, to the Pride flag, flag yeah. and they'll be advocates for a month. And, and then, then it's kind of gone, and then it's they don't gone. do anything yeah. else for them. I think we're all on the year. same page here. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's all the same. Man. Anyways, yeah. Anyways, that's my thoughts on it. Um, and that's the podcast. Yeah, that's the podcast. You can find out more of my views on mental health over at my podcast. Yeah, at Imperfect, uh, available hey, everywhere. When, when can but we be on your podcast? Ty, are you ready to be on my podcast? Or are, are you recording ready to this open right up? after? Yeah. <laughs> open up my unzip my pants. Is that what you're asking? Oh my. See, that's kind of thing we talk about on my podcast. <laughs> it's a gay. That toxic behavior. Yeah. <laughs> toxic. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Okay. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. We went a little and, deep uh, there in the end. Yeah. But yeah not not necessarily talk talking you know hockey what? and think, mental health. I yeah. think uh, we should yeah. have some little a little deep moment at the end of every podcast. I yeah. Like that's I think that's a good way. Talk to about our personal lives. Get people crying at the end. You know, really feeling it deep inside. Deep yeah. inside. Yeah. Oh, you really need to uh, enunciate that, eh? Yeah, I did. Yeah. All right, we'll uh, see you in two weeks, and we'll have way better audio on God. So. Um, yep. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Bye.